0: Hello everybody. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Unfiltered Supporter Show. Man, I'm feeling unfiltery right now, Chase. Mm, got a little... it,
1: is it going down smooth?
0: Yeah, dude, it is going down real smooth. I ran out of coke, but I still got the rum.
1: <laughs> That's not exactly my definition of oh. smooth. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. man.
0: all right. Wow, what a week. What a week. <laughs> we gotta get it. Do you mind talking about what happened to you this week? Oh, my God. All right, so let me tell the folks about what we have coming up. Yeah, so please uh, do. One we uh, we're doing, a, I think we'll probably do a couple of more supporters. I was thinking about this, Chase, thinking real deep. I was thinking deep. Uh, and uh, I was like, you know what we need to do is we need to get the word out about some changes in the supporter show. Because we're transitioning from a newsletter and new BitTorrent sync keys to a new system. But people won't know unless they hear the supporter show. So what we need to do is put the supporter show up for a little while to let people know about the changes that are coming up. So we'll probably ride the supporter show for a bit, and I actually think it kind of works because we're sucking in so much information right now about ISIS and yeah, ISIL. I, well, sorry, ISIL. Hey, buddy, IS. We're just going to start calling it is, I believe, tonight. After tonight,
1: whatever the definition, of what is is. <laughs> I
0: think Obama is going to call him is tonight. It's going to call it is. We should get into our Obama prediction. So that's the other thing is, uh, while we're doing the show, uh, towards the top of the hour, it's five ten while we record. Yeah, ba- right now.
1: basically, the White House did call in earlier today, and they said, "Hey, can we do the, sh- uh, the yeah. president coming?" Obama out Obama wanted six. to be special guest, right? And I we said, "Sure, let's make it happen." Yeah. So that's why we're doing the supporter show now, and yeah. then we're going to lead in uh, with Obama at the yeah. top of the hour.
0: Yeah. So we'll start there. We'll do a little analysis and I thought what we could do is sort of kind of build up to what he's going to be talking about look at some of the latest ISIS developments and work our way towards it so about the time he's going live we should have a really good point of reference about everything that he needs to touch on. Well,
1: I know Obama has uh, already been leaking out some spoilers gross, gross, of his gross, <laughs> of his speech. Gross. And I, I think uh, you actually might have a clip uh, yeah, of
2: Obama warming uh, up. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, he's he, is he warming? I
0: told him the mic was off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should I? Should we turn it yeah, on?
2: Yeah. Let's go. Ahead. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, I, 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 I will. I will. Uh, I, hold, hold hold on, guys. Come on. I, the uh, there, there's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on. I, uh,
3: God, so that, that gets would me be great, every Victoria's I think, is help calling glue in. This thing yeah. and have the UN help glue it, and you
0: know, f- the EU. Oh, geez, I better hang up on Victoria. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to that later today. That's coming up. But I thought we had we should start with a few things. Uh, we have an update on the CIA torture report that we've been waiting for, and it is brutal. Yeah, real bad. Uh, so before we get to that, why don't you tell the folks about your brutal week? Speaking of brutal chase, how you doing? How you doing? I, I'm buddy? not
1: doing well. I uh, bet I'm still not well. I'm still not 100. I uh, Sunday and Monday I was I was I was worse. Uh, so a, a lot of members of the uh, JB community probably already know about this, but I know maybe some of you in the uh, uh, unfiltered community may not. Uh, a lot of you guys uh, know that I do run geekgamer.tv. I, I do a gaming show about Minecraft. We also do one about general gaming, and we just got done uh, doing some PAX coverage. And on Sunday, this past Sunday, to get uh, three days ago Sunday, I was setting up an FTP account on cPanel. So for those web administrators who know all that fun jazz, I was in cPanel creating an FTP account for a community member who was going to be starting a wiki project for Geek Gamer TV. Mm. Uh, so he needed uh, FTP access, and I said, sure, I'll set you up. Went on to the control panel, uh, set him up with an account, and it wasn't... Didn't set it up properly. It didn't point to the right directory, and so I wanted to delete the account and start over. And there's two options. It says delete the account, or delete the account and any associated files that this user okay. uploaded. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm just going to delete everything because
0: he didn't upload anything. Or no, no, no
1: I just created it, yeah, but yeah. it, but I tested it and it didn't go to the right place. So I said, uh, delete, delete everything.
0: Get rid of that test file. Yeah,
1: I don't need that. It decided oh you meant to delete the entire html underscore web directory i didn't say that but it deleted the entire html underscore web directory in a matter of seconds Hmm. everything was gone except for any data that was in any sql databases everything um I worked with a couple of friends. Years gone. Years lost. Y- years. Years of your podcast. Every, everything from episode RSS number- RSS feeds ruined. Yes. Episode number one of Hoser Chat, which was an audio-only show that I started doing in 2005. 2005. That sucks, man. So so fast forward to today. Here's here's what's going All on. All right. Where are you at now? So concurrently, I still had this old- hostgator shared box that i used l- last year up march of 2013 and um, it was only 170 dollars a year so I, j- I kept it i kept paying it as a kind of a backup like a lame backup but it was there oh and by the way before any of you say well chase how how stupid of you 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 didn't have a backup solution in place. carbonite chase carbonite you gotta back <laughs> you gotta it, back it
0: up you, get it back, you gotta chase. back it up you get
1: it back no um we honestly thought we had a robust backup system in place. We thought we had a proper raid array in place and f- and we didn't. We just didn't. Um, unfortunately. So here's what's happening now. So the site, if you go to geekgamer.tv, there's actually a site there. It looks a little weird because it's old. It's over a year and a, it's an over a year and a half old. It's the old old web design. Um so you'll see this update page. It says uh, recovery and I'm basically keeping everybody up to date. And you might also notice, Chris, it's being very really slow. Really slow? Yeah.
0: Is that just my Comcast? No. Or? Well, okay. it
1: could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, actually, it's the it's the box. It is just tight. It is so tight on bandwidth. Mm. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, so basically, that site is what it looked like about a year and a half ago. <sighs> um,
0: Man, that sucks so bad, Chase. And
1: so here's what we're doing. the Our server provider, not this one where this box is <laughs> this site's on. But the, 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 the old site, or the new site, whatever, is located in Phoenix, Arizona, in Ecolo. They are 20 minutes away from a data recovery company. And so uh, they're going to they're taking the hard drives. Uh,
0: yeah, there's a good chance the data could still be on there if they didn't run for very long.
1: Right. Uh, and so we have two, two terabyte hard drives. They're in a RAID 1 array. Uh, and they are over there right now, maybe hopefully today. They're supposed to be sent over today, maybe tomorrow. Um, and we'll see. So there's two potential scenarios. It's real simple. Either those drives are f- recoverable, and we can throw them back in there, mm-hmm. and we're back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Or B, we have to rebuild everything from scratch. Yeah.
0: Now, thankfully, all of the media files are probably on a CDN, right, or somewhere else. Yeah, I, I
1: have. <laughs> uh, I've been able to track back and and find all the just the main video and audio files. Okay, that's about it.
0: Jeez. So no feeds pointing at them, no posts, no links.
1: Well, here's the ironic thing, right? So once I put that site that you just saw back online... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay? Sure.
1: Well, that old site it had still had all the old feeds intact. So it only took iTunes probably a few hours, and iTunes now said my last thing that I uploaded was in 2013. <laughs> so the good news is... That, is that, that's good? Well, no, it's good and bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's good that... The feeds took away all the the new stuff, so people can't go and download the new stuff that isn't there, right? So they they're not going to get four hundred fours and okay, stuff.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and what I've done is I've gone back and uh, posted the the new episodes on the old site, so at least people have the last four current stuff in their feeds, which they already would have had anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the and uh, the cool thing is the forums were entirely intact. Uh, because all forum data is hosted in an SQL database, uh, so I was able to restore that right. on the on the old you get, site.
0: You just get the code back up there, yeah. and then
1: yeah, and just upload the the database, and so that was really easy. And actually, the same thing goes for the website itself. All the text, you know, all that stuff is uh, a WordPress database because we use WordPress. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those situations. Where I cannot stress enough to anybody out there listening to the sound of my voice, if you have anything, and I mean anything, that is remotely important to you, either on your own system or up in the cloud, uh, you want to make sure you have multiple copies of your stuff. And that's the key. And, uh, you know, even your entire website. And I was telling Chris before we went on the air today, I said, hey, take my experience in, in trials and tribulations and make sure that, you know, JB is is solid as well because anything that could happen to me could happen to anybody.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, But yeah, it's, it's been very, very delirious for me for sure.
0: Uh, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know if this is a good backup strategy, but there is a really kind of just a a dorky uh, carrier pigeon, uh, backup uh, plugin for WordPress that will back up everything and then save it to your Dropbox. Now the downside is if you've got a big WordPress, that means a huge ass file in your Dropbox.
1: Now, is this taking all the media files or just WordPress DBs?
0: Uh, it, it'll do anything that's in the like uh, WP folders and all that stuff. So uh, it'll do, the, but it also does the database. Oh, uh, okay. Um, all right, Chase. So we start with this uh, CIA torture report? We've been talking about it for a while. You remember, it actually goes back to the beginning of the year when Diane Feinstein took to the floor. She had a big old rant. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And uh, she's all fired up and, uh, because they wanted to release this report, and supposedly the CIA had spied on the Senate aides while they were investigating this report. Well, we've gotten a little bit of information. Uh, thanks to some uh, info that was leaked to the Telegraph, two different sources, actually, are talking about this report. Uh, now, the report itself has been recently delayed again uh, by Obama, uh, but it turns out... We've been all led to believe that waterboarding was like the constant drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop on somebody's face. Yeah, it turns out waterboarding was way more violent than that. And that's just one of the bit of details that comes out in this report. A
4: source with first-hand knowledge of the CIA's post-9-11 torture practices told The Telegraph that the U.S. intelligence agency took waterboarding to a whole new level with some al-Qaeda suspects. According to the source, quote, they weren't just pouring water over their heads or over a cloth. They were holding them underwater until the point of death with a doctor present to make sure they did not go too far.
0: So you can see how this would work, right? Yeah. It's not torture because we have a medical professional here who's stopping us before the point of death. Like you can see how over time they just start to justify it to themselves like, well, this is torture, but, but we won't do this. Well, that's not really torture. This is torture, and we'll never do that. And then that line keeps moving. Okay, well, well, this really is, if we have a medical professional here who's certifying that we're not causing long-term, like, life or death harm to him, right. that's not torture. And you can see how they just keep moving that line to pretty soon you get some yes-man doctor who has to stand there while you drowned a guy, Jeez. so that way he can give you bogus info.
5: This was real
4: torture, end of quote. The CIA had previously Admitted to using waterboarding on suspects, but not to the point where they actually nearly drowned them. There is more. The report that came out of a congressional investigation into the Bush administration's torture practices is yet to be made public. The White House has recently declassified the nearly 500 page public summary of the report and sent it back to the senate and it's now up to the senators to decide what to put out there and what to withhold from public view as you would imagine there are some very that
0: by the way is a shot of the torture wheelchair that after the torture they would be so physically exhausted that they couldn't walk Jeez.
4: people who do not want all of this in public diane feinstein the chairwoman of the senate intelligence committee who has been working to release this so-called torture report says it will expose both brutality that stands in stark contrast to our values as a nation.
0: I cannot see what I cannot what I cannot reconcile in my dumb monkey brain is why <laughs> Dianne Feinstein is the good guy on this. Like is this the piece to this whole thing that just doesn't ring quite accurate to you? Why is Dianne Feinstein one of the biggest supporters of the NSA and mm-hmm. the destruction of the Fourth Amendment, mm-hmm. and also, by the way, the Second Amendment, why is Diane Feinstein the person taking this charge on?
1: She wants to get reelected.
0: Of course.
4: She said the argument that some Bush administration officials still seem to defend is that those were really bad people that they tortured. Indeed, some were. One of those who were subject to waterboarding, quote-unquote, to the point of death, for example, was the alleged 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. The CIA had reportedly waterboarded him 183 times. But according to the chairwoman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, investigation has revealed that torture of even really bad guys had not yielded much valuable intelligence. It has, however, compromised the values that the U.S.,
0: Preaches across the globe Ouch, burn, she got us there Ouch, gotta get that RT little spin in there Uh, But yeah, she's right Uh, It has kind of hurt the values that we preach across the globe Constantly
1: Absolutely, I don't doubt that for a second
0: Okay, so I thought there was a pretty interesting interview with Obama So uh, Chuck Todd, your buddy My buddy uh, He's taken over Meet the Press And uh, he starts it with a bang with an interview with Obama And to his credit, I feel like these aren't Quote-unquote hard questions that he's going to ask Obama but they're about as close as we can get to hard questions today. When the mainstream media is, they, they he asked him about going golfing and like with like if you've got that wrong. He asked him if he's tired and exhausted and kind of checked out and stuff like that. So you want to watch so, it?
1: So, yeah. So so softball. But this is the Obama bump. I mean, right? See, I think yeah. this
0: is all about get you know. This is repairing Obama's sagging numbers. Is about repairing Obama, and I think it's interesting to watch this interview now, knowing that uh, in about a half hour he's going to be live t- trying to sell the nation on why we need to go back into Iraq. Yep. Ooh, that's nice.
1: Very nice. I've had former aides of yours, plenty of supporters, of yours say to me, "He looks exhausted," uh, and understandable. A lot of going on. Need more this golf. <laughs> not been a rough year. Are you exhausted?
2: You know, I actually feel um, not weak. energized about yeah. the opportunities. Yeah, you look uh, at Fired up we've ready got, to go. There are days where I'm not getting enough sleep because we've got a lot on our plate. Um, you know, when you're when you're president of the United States, uh, you're not just dealing with the United States. Uh, as we saw during the NATO summit, if, if there's a problem in Ukraine, we're the ones who are expected to mobilize the world's community to isolate Russia, put pressure, support uh, Ukrainians, and to vindicate the principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity and, and uh, freedom. Uh, that we stand for. If there's a problem in the Middle East, the expectation is is that we create the coalitions to deal with a problem like ISIL. If there's an issue in Africa around Ebola, uh, we need to help mobilize that public health infrastructure. Um, and so, you know, it's not just me, it's my staff also that where you know, our inbox gets pretty high. Do you on think the, you need to, the, rotate, you need
1: the, to <laughs> rotate some fresh ideas, some new people in here? Well.
2: No, actually, my, my folks are doing uh, folks? doing really well, um, but but having said all that, despite all those challenges, um, it is invigorating to see how much U.S. leadership is still appreciated and still uh, uh, expected. You know, when I came back from Wales, uh, and. Uh, I was reminded once again that not, not only is America the only indispensable nation, but oh. we perhaps have never been more indispensable oh and our leadership is making a difference, and that gives oh. you a lot of satisfaction that keeps you getting up uh, even if you haven 't gotten as much sleep as you want I uh-huh. during
1: to, to that vacation made the statement on Foley
2: you went and golfed do you Do you want that back you know it is always a challenge uh, when uh, you're supposed to be on vacation um, because you're followed everywhere. And part of what I'd love is a vacation from yeah, you want us to stop the, the, the press.
0: So he's saying, so, okay, I want you to listen right. to what Obama's saying. Let's back it up a little bit. He is saying, well, yeah, I mean, I was golfing, but really you assholes shouldn't have been taking photos of me. Oh. I mean, let's See, that's what he's saying. And then you're like, but then, so, <clears throat> but then when I'm watching this the first time, yeah. This is what I'm like. And I'm wondering if you're like this right now. I'm like, all right, so first Obama's going to get a jab into the press saying, like, (laughs) hey, y'all, I probably should have – or, like, hey, y'all, you should have left me alone. It was my vacation, y'all. Like, I thought, okay, that's where he's going to start. Then he's going to pivot, and he's going to be like, but, you know, I was just blowing off steam. I didn't mean nothing by it. No, he doubles down on why it's not a big deal that he's golfing. Golfed.
2: Do you you want that back? You know, it is always a challenge uh, when – uh, you're supposed to be on vacation um, because you're followed everywhere. And part of what I'd love is a vacation from yeah, you want us to the, stop the, the press it. and, and, and uh, because
0: um, you know I'm just the president. I don't understand why you assholes keep following me. Well, well, yeah, why? Why do I? Man, why? I promise you because in two the, and
2: a half years. Yeah, I think that happens be, because the possibility of, a, of, a, of a, a jarring contrast, given the world's news, is always there's always going to be some tough news uh, somewhere. Uh, is going to be there the uh but there's no doubt that uh after having talked to the families uh,
0: okay so after having talked to the families after having felt their pain
2: where it was hard for me to hold back tears listening to
0: almost them, crying i mean he really is thinking about how this really affected him uh, um, i wonder if there's something anything he could have done differently
2: the pain that they were going through the pain after the statement
0: after the statement when he when he addressed the nation and we all felt the pain of a death of american overseas by brutal brutal isis slash isil isil what could have obama done differently instead of playing golf uh,
2: that i made uh, that you know i should have anticipated the optics
0: oh, you mean you should have realized that people would have a problem with you having golf. Not, I shouldn't have gone and played golf after talking about that guy getting killed. No, no, not that. No, not that. It's like, yeah, baby, I know that uh, when I went and fucked that hooker, I got you really upset. (laughs) I'm sorry you found out about that. I'm sorry you found out I was screwing around with that hooker, baby. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you found out.
2: Uh, You know, that's part of the job. And, uh, uh, you know... I think everybody who knows me, including I suspect the press, uh, understands uh, that um, that you know you take this stuff in, and uh, it, it's it's serious business, and, and you care about it deeply. Um, but part of this job is also the theater of it. Uh, part of it is oh. um, you know how are you? You hate how, the how are you? Well, it, it, it's not something that uh, get that zoom up. Um,
1: Zoom
0: it in there.
2: Get it, it in there. It always comes naturally to me. Get it in there, uh, but it matters. And, uh, and I'm mindful of that.
0: So he's saying the theater of the presidency doesn't come naturally to him? That seems to be like the only thing that comes natural to him.
2: So, right. Uh, the important thing is, in addition to that, uh, is am I getting the policies right? Am I protecting the American people? Am I doing what's necessary? And when it comes to the policies, When it comes to the actions we've taken, Um, I have no higher priority than keeping the American people safe. I think I've done a very good job. Did you catch
1: the fact that he just said there that he wanted to get his policies right? Mm -hmm. He said that first. Mm -hmm. Then he talked about protecting the American Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I just find that very interesting. I mean, if if I was—Chris. Maybe
0: you protect the American people through good policy, Chase. Right, but— that
1: doesn't sound right i mean you, you want to say hey you know as your president you know my my number one priority is you know upholding the constitution right. protecting the american people right. and mm-hmm. making sure that we have good policy
0: his
3: first first re- first reaction first thing
0: policies mhm because what, it, cause what just, poli- that bugs a little? Well, policies and I think I I think to them policies translates to gaugeable action by the public. The public can look at policies that they've implemented and say you did this thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I think th- I think what he's trying to say is hey, look at the uh, results of my work, not the actions. And it's like, but dude, we're, that's what we have problems with is the results. That's why we yep. have issues with the golfing. Yep, I actually don't have a big issue with the golfing, no. but <clears throat> I mean, know why people do.
1: Yeah, I mean one one thing you got to realize everybody has this vision. Oh, yeah, the president's on vacation again. He's never really on vacation. Right. I, I will come to his defense here on
0: this one. I bet some of the best work gets done at the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> off the record, off uh-huh. the books. No no NSA mics in the Oval Office.
1: No, actually, they're in the golf clubs in the actual handles. I don't know if you realize. You know, really great stuff, right? Uh, never mind. Let's, uh, Yeah, we'll just move on.
0: Uh, all right. So um, God, there's a great uh, NBC sex scandal going on, but you guys have to look that up on your own. We don't have enough time today. Uh, how about... Oh boy, I think, are you ready to get into the ISIS stuff? ISIL? Right. You know, uh, your buddy, General Wesley Clark, is famous for saying that the U.S. will attack seven countries in five years. Have you heard this clip before?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. We'll go
0: into Iraq, we'll go into Syria, oh, yeah, Lebanon. Yeah,
1: the, he, he, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah we've played yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: What we've never played before is the larger context, the bigger picture that that quote comes from. And what is astounding is this information that we are about to listen to from General Wesley Clark is recorded in 2007, I believe. I'll correct it once uh, it comes up on the video if that's wrong. Okay. Um, and the information he's going to give could not be more relevant to 2014. So I wa- And remember, when he's talking, this is during the Bush years, this is, bef- this is pre-Obama, this is, this is a while ago. So some of the comments he's going to make are rooted in that time. But I want you to listen to this clip. I believe this is the most important clip we will play tonight, and it is so critical that you pay attention to what this is about to say when we are listening to Obama's speech tonight. So I bring you General Wesley Clark, is thinking. and I'm looking, let's see, I think they have the date 2007, October 3rd. What
6: happened 9-11 is we didn't have a strategy, we didn't have bipartisan agreement, we didn't have American understanding of it, and we had instead a policy coup in this country a coup a policy coup
0: now he is at the uh, he's at the commonwealth club promoting his book uh, a time to lead for duty honor and country in 2007 now he did have a short run for president so he was kind yep. of in campaign mode so take that into consideration when you're listening to this but my god this man is not some, like, just, like, run... You know, this isn't just some blogger. This is... This uh, is this this,
1: a career professional military
6: person.
0: ...who makes frequent visits still, to this day, to the Pentagon. He's frequently in there and in discussions. This guy is in the loop.
6: Some hard-nosed people took over the direction of American policy, and they never bothered to inform the rest of us. I went through the Pentagon ten days after 9-11. I couldn't stay away from Mother Army. I went back there to see Don Rumsfeld. I'd worked for him as a White House fellow in the 1970s. All this is in the book. And, um, and I said, am I doing okay on CNN? He said, yeah, 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 fine. He said, uh, I'm thinking about it. He says, I read your book. And uh, he said, uh, this is a book that talks about the Kosovo campaign. And he said, I just want to tell you, he said, nobody's going to tell us where or when we can bomb. Nobody. He said, I'm thinking of calling this a floating coalition. What do you think about that? I said, well, sir, uh, thanks for reading my book. And, uh, well, uh, he said, thanks. That's all the time I've got. Oh, (laughs) really? And um, I went downstairs. I was leaving the Pentagon, and an officer from the Joint Staff called me into his office and said, I I want you to know, he said, sir, we're going to attack Iraq. And I said, why? He said, we don't know. (laughs) He said, uh, I said. Now, remember
0: this is important to listen to because we are about to hear a speech from our president tonight about why we need to get back Did, into Iraq.
1: Didn't Bush say this exact same th- line there?
0: Uh, something similar to this, yeah. yeah. And so, now, it re-
1: it, it, like,
0: now this is so. What's interesting is now listen to how it changes, okay. and and you can see where, like, you if you think back, if you remember, if you remember how when after nine eleven. If you remember, if you can remember clearly enough, the immediate response was, we got to go in Iraq. We got to go in Iraq. Then it quickly shifted to, we got to go into Afghanistan. And there was a period of time where nobody could understand, wait a minute, why are we going into Afghanistan?
6: Well, did they tie Saddam to nine eleven? He said, uh, no, he said, but um, I guess it's, they don't know what to do about terrorism. And so uh, the, they think, but they can attack states and they want to look strong and so I guess they think if they take down a state, it will intimidate the terrorists. And, you know, it's like that old saying he said, if the only tool you have is a hammer, then every problem has to be a nail. Well, I walked out of there pretty upset. And then um, we attacked Afghanistan. I was pretty happy about that. We should have. And then I came back to the Pentagon about six weeks later. I saw the same officer. I said, why, uh, why haven't we attacked Iraq? Are we still going to attack Iraq? He said, oh, sir. He says, it's worse than that. He said, um, he pulled up a piece of paper off his desk. He said, I just got this memo from the Secretary of Defense's office. that says we're going to attack and destroy the governments in in seven countries in five years. We're going to start with Iraq, and then we're going to move to Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. I Seven countries in five years.
0: This is 2007.
6: I said, is that a classified memo? He said, yes, sir. I said, well, don't show it to me. He was about to show it to me. He said, because I want to talk about it. And I, I, I sat on this information I, for a long time, for about six or eight months.
0: Because I, I, I was trying to decide if I was going to run for president or not.
6: <laughs> I was so stunned by this, I couldn't begin to talk about it. And I couldn't believe it would really be true, but that's actually what happened. Uh, these people took control of the policy in the United States. And I realized then it came back to me a nineteen ninety one meeting I had with Paul Wolfowitz. You know, in two thousand one he was Deputy Secretary of Defense, but in nineteen ninety one he was the under secretary of defense for policy. It's the number three position in the Pentagon. And I had gone to see him when I was a one star general. I was commanding the National Training Center. I had met him one time. He said, if you ever get to Washington, come look me up. They always say that. Well I was there in Washington, it was a Friday afternoon. I'd visited Colin Powell. He'd given me five minutes of his precious time and sent me on my way and I was bored in the Pentagon and And I thought, I'll just go, who can I see? I think I'll see Wolfowitz. So I called, and up there, he was available. Scooter Libby came to the door. I met Scooter for the first time, and he brought me in. And uh, I said to Paul, and this is 1991, I said, Mr. Secretary, you must be pretty happy with the performance of the troops in in Desert Storm. And he said, uh, well, yeah, he said, "but, but not really, he said, because the truth is we should have gotten rid of Saddam Hussein, and we didn't. And this was just after the Shia uprising in in March of 91, which we had provoked, and then we kept our troops on the sidelines and didn't intervene. He said, but one thing we did learn, he said, we learned that we can use our military in the region, in the Middle East, and the Soviets won't stop us. He said, and we've got about five or 10 years to clean up those old Soviet client regimes. Syria, Iran, Iraq. Before the next great superpower comes on,
0: are you hearing this? I'm hearing. Are you, is this starting to put into context what the hell we are seeing happen right now?
1: So we have a uh, we have a flashback to a preview of what the narrative was.
0: I'm going to play this again because this is back in 2007, and and mind you, he's talking about information he heard long before that. But even either way, this is exactly what the hell is going on. So I'm going to play this the plan again. That's in place. Yeah. Just
6: after the Shia uprising in, in March of '91, which we had provoked, and then we kept our troops on the sidelines and didn't intervene, he said, but one thing we did learn, he said, we learned that we can use our military in the region, in the Middle East, and the Soviets won't stop us, he said, and we've got about five or ten years to clean up those old Soviet client regimes, Syria, Iran, Iraq, before the next great superpower comes on to challenge us.
0: China. Russia, And you know, it was like, India. you
6: know, I'm coming out of the Mojave Desert. I've been training troops. I haven't been thinking geo-strategy for some time. And suddenly a guy just sort of shoves this nugget at you. Well, you remember it. Yeah. It was a pretty stunning thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the purpose of the military is to, to, to start wars and change governments. It's not to sort of deter conflict. What? We're going to invade countries. and I, you know, My mind was spinning. And uh, I put that aside. It was like a nugget that you hold on to. (laughs) I bet. This country was taken over by a group of people with a policy coup. Wolfowitz and Cheney and Rumsfeld and you could name a half dozen other collaborators from the Project for a New American Century. Wow. They wanted us to destabilize the Middle East, turn it upside down. Make it under our control. It went back to those comments in 1991. Now, did anybody ever tell you that? (laughs) Was there a national dialogue on this? Did senators and congressmen stand up and denounce this plan? Was there a full-fledged American debate on it? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) And there still isn't. That's right. And that's why we're failing in Iraq. Yep. Because Iran and Syria know about the plan. Yep. All you have to do is read the the, the Weekly Standard and, and in, listen to Bill Kristol and he blabbermouths it all over the world.
0: This is the damn truth. This mm-hmm. is the damn truth. Is at the end of the day, they
6: know we're coming for them and we still do it. Like, we think they haven't figured it out. Richard Pearl the same way. They could hardly wait to finish Iraq so they could move into Syria. This is 2007! It was like a laydown. Oh, our legions are going to go in there. This wasn't what the American people voted George Bush into office. Well, they didn't actually vote him into office, but it wasn't what many of the people who... It wasn't what he campaigned on. He campaigned on a humble foreign policy, the most arrogant foreign policy in American history. He campaigned on no peacekeeping, no nation-building, and here he is with Afghanistan and Iraq. It's astonishing. So the root of the problem is not how many troops are in Iraq. Please believe me. Don't be mad, if you're a Democrat, at your Democratic congressman because they can't reduce the troops and frustrate the President. That's not the issue. And if you're a Republican, don't be mad at the Democrats because they're fussing with the troops. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, if you're an American, you ought to be concerned about the strategy of the United States in this region. What is our aim? What is our purpose? Why are we there? Why are Americans dying in this region? That is the issue.
0: All right, so General Wesley Clark four-star General Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers in Europe, United States European Command, United States Southern Command. He served in the Vietnam War, Kosovo War. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, this guy is legitimate. This guy knows what the yeah. hell he's talking about. He's and, not just and, some
1: and, Skype and, caller on r t Well, not only that, he's a guy that I am personally, I believe genuinely loves his country and is deeply concerned about what the hell's going on. So
0: tonight we are going to witness Barack Hussein Obama try to convince the American people once again why we need to engage in Iraq. And I bet he might even concede to a few points that ISIS, he may even concede to the fact that ISIS is partially our creation or at least the turmoil over there we have responsibility for. I'm sure he'll concede that because he knows the American populace knows that and he needs their buyoff. So he will concede something that everybody already knows. And now we'll, it'll all be out there. And after tonight, we'll all talk about it like we all have known that. The, that the U.S. is responsible for the state over there then he'll concede that we're not going to put boots on the ground and that's going to make it okay because there won't be any boots on the ground and he'll concede that he doesn't know how much money it's going to cost and it's going to take at least three years and he'll talk about air force and he'll talk about how we have to go in there and then he'll talk about how we need to go into Syria he'll talk about how we have to move into Syria because we can't stop in Iraq we have to follow ISIS wherever they go and if ISIS goes into Syria well of course ISIS is in Syria that's where they were created that's where they were armed it was in Syria yeah so it's it's unbelievable, and we all think that finally Obama's going to move on this. Finally Obama's getting down to work. This has been coming. This has been coming since last week at the NATO summit.
7: The summit nations also mean to address the threat posed by the Islamic State group in Iraq and Syria. In a joint Times of London guest article today, President Obama and British Prime Minister David Cameron wrote, If terrorists think we will weaken in the face of their threats, they could not be more wrong. Countries like Britain and America will not be cowed by barbaric killers. NATO I like her breath. Chief Rasmussen said the international community has an obligation to stop the militants from advancing. And he said allies would seriously consider an Iraqi request for help. He also warned time is running out for a deal keeping U.S. and other troops in Afghanistan past the end of the year.
0: Yeah, that same deal that didn't work out for Iraq. So what is Obama's plan to stop ISIS? You know, what what can he say? Uh, Right. Sorry, I actually think he's going to just call it IS. I think that's going to be it. it. Uh, OK, so, you know, I mean, we, so before we get to that, yeah. I think there's a couple of things we need to touch on. So uh, Syria is going to come up. Yep. We've talked about Syria totally. before. Yep. we've talked about uh, we've. So it's funny because the U.S. government's been kind of two faced about this. We've uh, you know, you've had Obama out there saying, you know, we may consider arming moderate rebels. You've had McCain saying, just give him just some gosh guns. sake. Just give him some give guns. Him some so Graham's been out there saying the same yep. thing. Yeah. What, what's weird about that? Is at the same time the State Department acknowledges that through friendly nations we've been arming moderate rebels for two years. Right. Yeah. At the same time, we're saying we need to arm them. We've been arming them, and we've been setting up CIA training camps to train "quote unquote" moderate rebels. Does this? Do you remember us talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I. I mean. I. I it just. It's just good because the way the way it's talked about is, like, this hasn't been a thing we've been doing. And so it just I just start to doubt. Like, it's I start to doubt that we all – don't we all remember the discussion where the CIA had decided they were going to send experts over there to do training and bring weapons and communications equipment? Like, yeah. we cover that on the show. Yeah. But we talk about it like we haven't been sending them weapons. And we talk about it like, oh, we need to still arm the moderate rebels. And we talk about it like there is such a thing as moderate rebels. When your buddy, My Bob friend. Bear from the good CIA, friend. CIA agent says, there's no such thing. As moderate rebels.
5: We're learning more about the circumstances surrounding the beheading of American journalist Stephen Sotloff. His family now blames a member of a moderate rebel group for tipping off ISIS to his whereabouts after Sotloff crossed the border into Syria last August. Listen to what Sotloff's friend and family spokesman told CNN's Anderson Cooper.
8: He was sold at the border yes,
9: we believe that these so-called moderate rebels that that the that people want us our administration to support one of them sold him probably for something between twenty five and fifty thousand dollars to Isis and that was the reason that he was captured
0: all right so this is just days ago we're still using the term moderate rebels just days ago that clip is literally I think from Monday.
5: Shocking, right? Joining me now CNN National Security Analyst and former CIA Operative Bob Baer.
0: Hey, Chase, there's no such thing as a former CIA Operative. Look it up. There's no no such thing as a former CIA Operative.
5: Literally. Welcome. Thanks. So what do you make of that? These moderate rebels that some of our lawmakers want to arm sold Stephen Sotloff to ISIS.
9: Well, Carol, exactly. That's the problem. There is no moderate in Syria. You know oh. what happens is a journalist arrives in Turkey, hooks up with one of these uh, the Free Syrian Army. They promise to protect him. Uh, they pay a ten dollar bribe, get him across the border, and immediately sell him. It's it's a fairly standard practice. They did <laughs> it. Doctors Without Borders, a bunch of other aid groups. Hey. A lot of money is involved. These people are are poor. Uh, they're refugees. Uh, It is a chaotic situation, a failed state, call it what you will, Um, but, you know, once you cross that border into Syria, you're free game.
5: Are there any rebels within Syria that the United States can trust?
9: None at all. Um, If (laughs) we were to give arms to the Free Syrian Army, they would sell them to ISIS, uh, sell them to other groups. It could even be worse if that's possible. Uh, It's, again, this is such a chaotic mess. There are no obvious solutions.
1: So, we're going to give guns and weapons, okay, and yeah. then they'll in turn sell them to ISIS. So, what we're really doing is
0: creating our own enemy? And I think at this point, it's important because we're getting close to the Obama speech. It's important to capture that while you and I sound like a, co- a couple of skeptical loons, uh, apparently America yeah. is like all in on this.
8: The Islamic terrorist group ISIS is growing in power and ambition. <laughs> In addition to the path of destruction and murder it has blazed through Iraq and Syria, ISIS is now directing its ire at the United States with the gruesome beheadings of two American journalists. Uh, uh, An exclusive new CNN poll finds that aggression has Americans worried, and many think the president should be doing more to combat the terror group. 90% of Americans say ISIS poses a threat to the U.S. Hey, 45- Chris?
1: Yeah. do you notice when the dates of the poll were?
0: Uh, Look like in the top left there. It's uh, September 5th through the 7th, which would be during the beheadings. Exactly. Oh, good catch, my friend. Good catch, because today I mean, is the 10th. I mean, because here's the thing, right? If you asked people this That would exact be the second same, beheading. That would be the second right. beheading.
1: If you asked people this question in August or maybe July, let's back right. it up two months. right.
0: The numbers would not be as high as they are. You know what's fascinating, too? No way. But I think that the problem that gives me the willies is that it is uh, specifically uh, that that part right there where it says a threat to the U.S. That would imply that uh, uh, about 90 percent of the United States population isn't aware of the fact that there is a huge mother effing ocean between us and ISIS. You know, like, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to just march over no, here? No,
1: no, Chris. <laughs> what's going to happen? I mean, but re- you're, you're forgetting you They're going to put a bomb in some underwear, no, but you're, Chase? No, but you're forgetting about the other part of the narrative, remember? That some, of the, some, some uh, Americans and some
0: people- Oh, the passports. Uh,
1: right, the passports, remember that? And then right. they'll come back- the hundred passports. Yeah, they'll come
0: back- To the homeland.
1: They'll, they'll come back home, they'll you, start- No, no,
0: Chase. Homeland. 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 i got to say homeland.
8: The lone wolves will come back to, to the, the homeland, homeland to their dens. The threat, very serious- That is roughly the same percentage of Americans who considered Al-Qaeda a very serious threat to the U.S. in 2003, two years after the attacks of September 11th. The number of Americans who say terrorism is the country's most important problem has quadrupled since the last... I like that
0: even still after all of this, only 14% will even say it's the most important problem. And that 14% is so confused. It's, they're so confused.
1: No, no, because remember, polls are worth the. They're I know, worth. I know, but it's, I just it's all about it's how I, the questions delivered.
0: I love that. I even when they're searching for numbers that support their case, like even when they're looking for numbers, like the best they can bust out is fourteen percent think terrorism is a super bad problem.
1: Twelve uh, percent is will Burger King open in my yeah. neighborhood. Nine yeah. <laughs> percent is Walmart. Dude, It's Walmart. Yeah, eight <laughs> percent is fifteen dollars an hour. You know, it's like come I think on.
0: Monsanto would seriously register higher in that poll than terrorism. Like, I think even in the general public.
1: What? Wait, that's a great poll question. Which Which is more of
0: a threat to our
1: country? Monsanto, Monsanto or, terrorism? or terrorism?
8: You
0: know what? I think it's. we should make that poll because I think it's I'm Monsanto. D- no,
8: I'm doing it right Let's now. Stop all that, baby. I'm doing it right now. Election, with 55% of those polled saying they were angry at the videotaped beheadings of the two Americans. And an overwhelming 71% of those polled believe ISIS has terrorists in the United States. Boom, and I'll tell you
0: what, uh, Kosovo on Fox said that the number one way you make Americans upset is if you're a prideful enemy that's hurting Americans. If you're prideful about it, that really gets the Americans upset.
8: In recent weeks, the United States has launched more than 140 airstrikes against the group in Iraq. The president's not contemplating uh, the deployment of uh, combat boots on the ground into Iraq or Syria. No. And while many have characterized the American public as war-weary after more than a decade of battles in Afghanistan and Iraq, our polls show that now they increasingly support the use of military oh, okay. force. Sure, why not? support is up 16% yeah. since September of last year.
2: Okay. We don't have a strategy yet
8: president obama has faced criticism for not showing enough leadership on this issue but mr obama said on nbc's meet the press that he does have a plan to combat isis a group the administration calls isil and he will unveil it on wednesday
2: over the course of months we are going to be able to not just blunt the momentum of isil we are going to systematically degrade their capabilities we're going to shrink the territory that they control um, and ultimately we're going to defeat them
0: there you go. All right. So ultimately, we're going to defeat them now. Chase, I believe the yeah, breaking unf- news: we break- get- <laughs> the unfiltered poll office actually has early results in from yeah. our straw poll.
1: Yeah. Uh, early precincts are reporting now that Monsanto is in the lead as the greater threat to our country. Now, eight votes to nothing. Now, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes uh, for this episode. yeah, uh, and also
0: I'll try to embed it in the show notes too so people yep. can just vote right in the show notes. If, so go vote, uh, which is – and you know what? I almost wish we could do like Monsanto slash – I almost wonder if it was like Big Pharma was in there and like uh, – Look at that! Look at that! It's, it's only ten votes. We're doing this in an early time, so yeah, There's not even yeah. a lot of people watching. But, yeah. uh, all right, there's one thing I want to play as we as we approach Obama's speech, and then we're gonna to have to do a mad scramble and try to get Obama's speech on the air. Uh,
1: we gotta, yeah, we gotta give at least a couple minutes to.
0: We've conjectured on the show that it's it, it feels like potentially ISIS being very rich, having a lot of American weapons, is potentially been backed by at least some illicit funders in the West, and there now has been an article chase mm-hmm. where. ISIS quote-unquote soldiers brag about how they are U.S. created.
4: It may seem that the rise of the Islamic State caught everyone by surprise, but it turns out they had been on Washington's radar even before they hit the headlines. Oh, what? Watch out! They were on everybody's radar screen. They were there.
0: All right. Did uh, do you recognize the voice? I'll, I'll play it again. Is that... <clears throat> so... I'm also fascinated, by the way, of the rise of ISIS in an era where we now supposedly have the NSA watching for terrorism 24-7. So I want to play this. Uh, I'll give you a hint. She's one of your buddies. So you tell me if you recognize the voice, okay? See if you can recognize this voice.
4: On everybody's radar screen, they were there. Um, but were they the dominant source of conversation? Uh, not at the time, no. radar, even before. All right, I'm going
0: to play it again, then I'll, at the end you gotta, you got to name hit it. The headlines.
4: They were on everybody's radar screen, they were there. Um, but were they the dominant source of conversation? Uh, not at the time.
0: All right, I'll also see if the chat room can get it. Uh, so here we go.
4: It's
1: now time to play Ask the Chat Room. This is where you try to identify who the question belongs to. Now, Chris, whose voice, whose voice was that? Was that?
0: Now, we'll put this out to you, chat room. If you know, let us know.
1: We have an early guess. Oh, you do? Are, we, you, do you want have, me to go
0: ahead and pull it? Well, I,
1: we can pull it. Let's see. If are you fr- sure? Well, are you sure, Chase? Well, I'm not sure. All right. I, uh, I mean, we have multiple uh, guests. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. All right, your choice. West Text Jeff says, is it Janet?
3: Boom! Janet Napolitano! Napolitano. Good work, sir! Very nice. (laughs) Janet
4: Napolitano speaks of the time when she was the head of the Department of Homeland Security. She left the post in September of last year. At a time when Washington focused its efforts on removing Assad from power, ISIS thrived in Syria. Some Islamic State fighters now even thank the U.S. and its allies for training them. An Islamic State commander, Abu Yusuf, said members of the Free Syrian Army who had received training from the United States, Turkey and Arab military officers at an American base in southern Turkey had later joined the Islamic State. ISIS has been uh, growing under American supervision and assistance by American allies in the area. The Washington Post quoted a man named Abu Saleh, who says that he and a group of other Libyans who received training and support from French, British...
0: All right, now soak this in, because this is what we've been saying. ISIS can actually be tracked back to the fall of Gaddafi and the situation in Libya. So start soaking this in as she talks about this.
4: ...received training and support from French, British, and American personnel to fight against Colonel Gaddafi. Later went on to fight with the Free Syrian Army, then switched to either Jabhat al-Nusr or the Islamic State.
8: Sometimes I joke around and say that I am a fighter made by America.
4: Along with fighters who switch factions, weapons too tend to migrate. Kurdish forces have recently captured some of the weapons used by the Islamic State militants. They included U.S.-made assault rifles and anti-tank missiles believed to have been provided to the Free Syrian Army by U.S. allies.
0: So just want to make that clear. What she's saying there is there was just recently a bust, and in the capture of some ISIS militants, they had American guns and American tanks and American anti-aircraft weaponry. Now, I know that if you think that, if, if if you want to tell yourself that's because they raided a weapons depot or because they took them off Iraqis, I'm not going to – that's fine. If you want to tell yourself that, that's, that's entirely possible. That sounds a little ridiculous, but yeah, what is it, Chase?
1: I was just saying two minutes. Oh, two
0: minutes that. until Obama? Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe we'll move on. We're going to talk about ISIS. Obviously, this is going to be a big thing. Let's take a look at ISIS itself, who considers itself, a, if you believe the media, to be the cool organization.
7: This is what we are up against, ISIS, the terrorist group that's run like a well-oiled business.
10: The way ISIS documents its operations uh, shows that it is a different kind of terrorist organization. They're not just savvy, they're sophisticated and they learn.
7: Watching this latest ISIS propaganda video is akin to taking in a Hollywood action movie. But the action here is all too real and the ISIS PR machine is constantly making sure the world is aware the imagery of brutal attacks and beheadings serving as beacons.
10: It certainly raises the profile of the organization and uh, as a result uh, brings more money to the organization, brings uh, more members to the organization, and uh, brings more prestige to the organization.
7: Making the goal of all the publicity clear, ISIS wants to show its dominance and recruit.
10: ISIS is competing with other other jihadist organizations and by uh, documenting its uh, actions, It wants to show the superiority that it has on the battlefield. ISIS wants to give the impression that it's winning.
7: Besides videos, ISIS also produces massive company reports. This one is 410 pages, all in Arabic, and all in an effort to bolster its power.
10: The amount of information that they put out on the number of battles that they've won and the territory they control and, you know, sort of their strategic vision of of the caliphate, that's new and pretty clever.
7: Other slick graphic digital magazines are in English. Posted on social media sites, yeah. the publications are designed to lull disenchanted young Westerners to become jihadists. ISIS has been known to use these foreign fighters as suicide bombers.
10: Those youths, when they go to Syria and Iraq, uh, they hone their fighting skills, and uh, they will very likely b- bring those uh, fighting skills back to their home countries of after they're finished fighting. Yep.
0: Now, of course, that's what this guy's job is, is to gin up uh, concern about... Uh, These kinds of things, I don't know if we can believe them or not. what exactly. All right. So we're, this, we're now pulling the in the CNN
1: feed. Is, yep. This is the live uh, CNN feed. Uh, this is uh, Jake pop, Tapper uh, and talking with Wolf Blitzer and also, also um, our good speaker friend speaker of the show, the right? Of course, Anderson Cooper.
0: Right. He's is there. There. also there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so
1: we're uh, we're waiting for the president oh, to walk yeah. on set. <laughs> I mean, oh. walk up to the oh. podium. Oh. Uh, you got a little truth in your throat. So uh,
0: you I I'm finding so this analysis of ISIS and sort of. Introducing ISIS, what we're watching right now is the introduction of ISIS to the public No coincidence, this airs today The day before President Obama gives his big speech This is to teach the Americans who've been tuning out what's going on This is the
10: big story right now Absolutely ISIS wants to market itself as the cool organization that is uh, waging jihad at the moment And it, it is using English and social media to propagate its message very effectively
7: while a dollar amount is unclear, ISIS has money, some of which comes from the oil fields it controls and from private donors.
10: ISIS is a rich organization, and it gets its money from extortion. Uh, we're going to break in as the president now also, walks up it to the podium.
2: Kidnapping. My fellow Americans, tonight I want to speak to you about what the United States will do with our friends and allies to degrade and ultimately destroy the terrorist group known as ISIL. As Commander-in-Chief, my highest priority is the security of the American people. Over the last several years, we have consistently taken the fight to terrorists who threaten our country. We took out Osama bin Laden and much of al-Qaeda's leadership in Afghanistan and Pakistan. We've targeted al-Qaeda's affiliate in Yemen and recently eliminated the top commander of its affiliate in Somalia. We've done so while bringing more than 140,000 American troops home from Iraq and drawing down our forces in Afghanistan, where our combat mission will end later this year. Thanks to our military and counterterrorism professionals, America is safer. Still, we continue to face a terrorist threat. We can't erase every trace of evil from the world, and small groups of killers have the capacity to do great harm That was the case before 9-11, and that remains true today. And that's why we must remain vigilant as threats emerge. At this moment, the greatest threats come from the Middle East and North Africa, where radical groups exploit grievances for their own gain. And one of those groups is ISIL, which calls itself the Islamic State. Now, let's make two things clear. ISIL is not Islamic. No religion condones the killing of innocents, Hmm. and the vast majority of ISIL's victims have been Muslim. That's true. And ISIL is certainly not a state. It was formerly al-Qaeda's affiliate in Iraq and has taken advantage of sectarian strife and Syria's civil war to gain territory on both sides of the Iraq-Syrian border. It is recognized by no government nor by the people it subjugates. ISIL is a terrorist organization, pure and simple. And it has no vision other than the slaughter of all who stand in its way. Wow. In a region that has known so much bloodshed, these terrorists are unique in their brutality. They execute captured prisoners. They kill children. They enslave, rape, and force women into marriage.
0: Wow. He's really laying on. They threatened
2: a religious minority with genocide. And in acts of barbarism, they took the lives of two American journalists. Jim Foley and Stephen Sotloff. So, ISIL poses a threat to the people of Iraq and Syria and the broader Middle East, including American citizens, personnel, and facilities. If left unchecked, these terrorists could pose a growing threat beyond that region, including to the United States. There we go. While we have not yet detected specific plotting against our homeland, ISIL leaders have threatened America and our allies. Our intelligence community believes that thousands of foreigners, including Europeans and some Americans, have joined them in Syria and Iraq. Trained and battle-hardened, these fighters could try to return to their home countries and carry out deadly attacks.
1: So you set it up.
2: I know many Americans are concerned about these threats. Tonight, I want you to know that the United States of America is meeting them with strength and resolve. Last month, I ordered our military to take targeted action against ISIL to stop its advances. Since then, we've conducted more than 150 successful airstrikes in Iraq. These strikes have protected American personnel and facilities, killed ISIL fighters, destroyed weapons, and given space for Iraqi and Kurdish forces to reclaim key territory. These strikes have also helped save the lives of thousands of innocent men women, and children. But this is not our fight alone. American power can make a decisive difference, but we cannot do for Iraqis what they must do for themselves, nor can we take the place of Arab partners in securing their region. And that's why I've insisted that additional U.S. action depended upon Iraqis forming an inclusive government, which they have now done in recent days.
1: Yeah, uh, we so supported.
2: Tonight, yeah, the yeah. new Iraqi government in place and following consultations with allies abroad and Congress at home, I can announce that America will lead a broad coalition to roll back this terrorist threat. Here
10: we go.
2: Our objective is clear. Mm. We will degrade and ultimately destroy ISIL.
1: And then what? A
2: comprehensive and sustained counterterrorism strategy. Mm-hmm. First, we will conduct a systematic campaign of airstrikes against these terrorists. Yep. Number two. Working with the Iraqi government. We will expand our efforts beyond protecting our own people and humanitarian missions so that we're hitting ISIL targets as Iraqi forces go on offense.
0: We're expanding.
2: Moreover, I've made it clear that we will hunt down terrorists who threaten our country wherever they are. Drones. That means I will not hesitate to take action against ISIL in Syria as well as Iraq.
0: Going into Syria.
2: This is a core principle of my presidency. A if core you principle. of America, you will find no safe haven. Second, we will increase our support to forces fighting these terrorists on the ground. In the June, moderates. I deployed several hundred American service members to Iraq to assess how we can best support Iraqi security forces. Oh, these guys. Now that those teams have completed their work and Iraq has formed a government, yeah, a new one. we will send that an additional want. 475 service members to Iraq. As I've said before, these American forces will not have a combat mission. We will not get dragged into another ground war in Iraq. But they are needed to support Iraqi and Kurdish forces with training, intelligence, and equipment. We'll also support Iraq's efforts to stand up National Guard Units to help Sunni communities secure their own freedom from ISIL's control. Across the border in Syria, we have ramped up our military assistance to the Syrian opposition. Tonight, I call on Congress again to give us additional authorities and resources to train and equip these fighters. In the fight against ISIL, we cannot rely on an Assad regime that terrorizes its own people, a regime that will never regain the legitimacy it has lost. Instead, we must strengthen the opposition as the best counterweight to extremists like ISIL, while pursuing the political solution necessary to solve Syria's crisis once and for all. we will continue to draw on our substantial counterterrorism capabilities to prevent ISIL attacks. Working with our partners, we will redouble our efforts to cut off its funding, improve our intelligence, strengthen our defenses, counter its warped ideology, and stem the flow of foreign fighters into and out of the Middle East. And in two weeks, I will chair a meeting of the U.N. Security Council to further mobilize the international community around this effort. Fourth, we will continue to provide humanitarian assistance to innocent civilians who have been displaced by this terrorist organization. This includes Sunni and Shia Muslims who are at grave risk, as well as tens of thousands of Christians and other religious minorities. We cannot allow these communities to be driven from their ancient homelands. So this is our strategy. And in each of these four parts of our strategy, America will be joined by a broad coalition of partners. Already, allies are flying planes with us over Iraq.
0: Coalition of the Willing. Sending
2: arms and assistance to Iraqi security forces and the Syrian opposition, sharing intelligence and providing billions of dollars in humanitarian aid. Hmm. Secretary Kerry was in Iraq today, meeting with the new government and supporting the efforts put to promote unity. And in the coming days, he will travel across the Middle East and Europe to enlist more partners in this fight especially Arab nations who can help mobilize Sunni communities in Iraq and Syria to drive these terrorists from their lands. This is American leadership at its best. Mm -hmm. We stand Mm -hmm. with people who fight for their own freedom, and we rally other nations on behalf of our common security and common humanity. My administration has also secured bipartisan support for this approach here at home. (laughs) I have the authority to address the threat from ISIL.
10: I have the but authority. I
2: we are strongest as a nation when the president and Congress work together. Oh snaps! So I welcome congressional support for this effort in order to show the world that Americans are united. But I will continue on my own without them if I have danger.
0: to. Come on, say it, say it, say it, say
2: it, say it. He already did. It will take time to eradicate a cancer like ISIL. Oh, a cancer! Oh, I thought they were the JV we team, Chris. Action, there are risks involved. Uh oh. Especially to the service men and women who carry out these missions. Yeah. But I want the American people to understand how this effort will be different from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay. It will not involve American combat troops fighting on foreign soil.
0: Because we don't have enough.
2: This counterterrorism campaign will be waged through a steady, relentless effort to take out ISIL wherever they exist using our air power.
0: the CIA, And, and our
2: support for partners' forces how much money? on the ground. Yep. This strategy of taking out terrorists who threaten us while supporting partners on the front lines... ...is one that we have successfully pursued in Yemen and Somalia for years. <laughs> and it is consistent with the approach I outlined earlier this year. Oh, to use force against anyone who threatens America's core interests. Yeah, baby. But to mobilize partners wherever possible. You're the decider, buddy. Not a divider. ...to international order. My fellow Americans... Yeah. ...we live in a time of great change. Uh-huh. Hope and change. Moral marks 13 years ah. since our country was attacked... Next week marks six All years right, since stop our economy. It's going to drive people crazy. It's the worst setback since the Great Depression.
6: <laughs> How Yet many times have we been
2: to the Through the pain we felt and the grueling work required to bounce back. Yeah. America is better positioned today oh, to yeah. seize the future. Totally. Than any other nation on Earth. Oh, naps? yeah, totally. Our technology companies and universities are unmatched. As we put chips our in routers. Our auto industries are that, thriving. Our driven driver markets is Energy great. Energy independence is closer than it's been in decades. Wall Street's awesome. For all the work that remains, our businesses are in the longest, uninterrupted stretch of job creation in our history. Yeah. Par- part-time jobs, yeah. but yeah. Despite all the divisions and discord within our democracy. Quantitative easing's great. I see the grit and determination... ...and common goodness of the American people every single day. And that makes me more confident than ever about our country's future. Totally.
1: As you're on your way home. Broad
2: up. American leadership is the one constant in an uncertain world. It is America... America. ...that has the capacity and the will to mobilize the world against terrorists. It is America... That America.
10: ...that has rallied
2: the world against Russian aggression. Oh. And in support of the Ukrainian people's right to determine their own destiny.
1: Don't forget them.
2: It is America... <laughs> Our scientists, our doctors, our know-how—they can help contain and cure the outbreak of Ebola. (laughs) Whoa! It is America that helped remove and destroy Syria's declared chemical weapons, so that they can't pose a threat to the Syrian people or the world again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, America. And it is America
2: that is helping Muslim communities around the world, not just in the fight against terrorism, but in the fight for opportunity and tolerance. It's also America that makes companies
1: go overseas.
2: America, our endless blessings bestow an enduring burden. But as Americans, we welcome our responsibility to lead. From Europe to Asia, from the far reaches of Africa to war torn capitals of the Middle East, we stand for freedom. Freedom! For justice. For dignity. These are values that have guided our nation since its founding.
0: Yeah. Or propaganda. Tonight, or, or propaganda. I ask for your
2: support in carrying that leadership forward. Yeah, let's keep believing it, everybody. I do so as a commander in chief who could not be prouder of our men and women in uniform.
0: Tell you, tell you, oh boy, Pilots I'm fired who up. who
2: bravely fly in the face of danger above the Middle East, and service members who support our partners on the ground. When we helped prevent the massacre of civilians trapped on a distant mountain, here's what one of them said.
1: You got a quote.
2: We owe our American friends our lives. Our children will always remember that there was someone who felt our struggle and made a long journey to protect innocent people. It's because you have oil. That is the difference we make in the world. And our own safety, our own security, depends upon our willingness to do what it takes Uh to defend this nation and Mm -hmm. uphold the values that we stand for. Yeah, you bet. Timeless ideals Mm -hmm. that will endure long after those who offer only hate, and destruction have been vanquished from the earth. Ooh. Vanquished. May God bless our troops. Yeah, buddy. Wrap may it up. God bless the United States of America.
1: And cue the eagle. Cue the, the theme music.
2: Yeah! Speaking for less rest 15 minutes, the President of the United States uh, v- with very strong words going against ISIS, this new terror threat Yeah, buddy. Wait, ISIL, Wolf. He said
0: it's States ISIL, ISIL okay. Wolf. Okay. So, I need to process that just for a second. Um, I'm going to be honest. I... I didn't expect him to double down on the old classic uh, American propaganda that seems so quaint and out of date.
1: And I didn't expect him, honestly, to bring up things that were outside the scope of mm. the announcement. Yeah, I mean, the one thing, if whether you're selling cars sure. or books insurance. or insurance, War.
0: you don't go
1: outside the scope of sure. your pitch. No, you don't need to. He went outside the scope of he his did. pitch.
0: I thought that was odd too. It
1: was, I mean, he went everywhere.
0: He start. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he threw a little economy in yeah, there. Yeah. He threw in the, the rescue mission. Yep. Uh, you got the
0: American excep- exceptionalism. With you wrap up with good some exceptionalism. You've got uh, yeah. You've got uh, how it's our burden to care for the world because we are so exceptional.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, you know things. A uh, thing. I mean, we've had continuous job growth. I mean. Yeah. Wait, what? What does that have to do?
0: Yeah. No, with... not no. actually, do not call it job growth. Oh. It's job creation. That's Got, a totally right. different thing. Right.
1: And the thing is, yeah, there might be creation because companies are taking full-time jobs and slashing them to part-time jobs so they don't have to do the Obamacare thing.
0: That's exactly right, Chase. That's exactly what it so,
1: is. So, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, he had to lay down the, the thing. But, you know, the one thing that he didn't bring up? He didn't bring up the cost. He yeah, didn't, uh, and the time off, commitment. Uh, well, and t- he, cost and t- you thought he was going to bring up the time commitment. And he
0: also, he couldn't even give us a specific threat to the U.S. He said, "While well, we have no specific threat yet. The threat is, and well, uh, Ted, Ted Cruz laid it out on CNN, the threat is, here's the grand concept. Here's the long-term vision that they have. Yeah. The long-term vision is that ISIS, ISIL, I-S, takes over Iraq, establishes a safe haven, gets bored. I'm not shitting you. This is literally their rationale. Yeah. I ISIS takes over Iraq, then is bored. Because they're bored, they decide to project terror into the U.S. That is literally the reason why we have to go stop ISIS and go into Iraq and Syria. And, you know, the other thing he said that I think stands out pretty strongly is that he believes we have to, what he said was, extend our commitment. We have to go beyond just defending American interest. We have to be part of the team.
1: Uh, From his speech, and these are his words specifically, our objective is clear. We will degrade and ultimately destroy ISIL through a comprehensive and sustained counterterrorism strategy. Mm. Now, what he doesn't say here is, all right, we will destroy. Wasn't this the same thing about al-Qaeda? We will destroy Mm. al-Qaeda. And contain and contain. I
0: think. I think. You know. Inevitably, we're not. I, I think the reason we want to contain ISIS is because we want to split Iraq up into three parts. And the way you do that is by having ISIS split it up.
1: Right. Three s- specific states yes. or regions, if you will, right. provinces. Or however uh, and you then want to what do it. a
0: great excuse we have now to go into Syria. And uh, interestingly to note, and I'll try to remember to link this in the unfiltered uh, supporters um, post. I, I might not because I just remembered it right now. Uh, it turns out this week, the, the uh, rebels against Assad. We're blowing a massive, devastating blow. I guess a lot of the leaders met at a a secretive location, Mm -hmm. and the Assad regime found out about it and blew the place up and just killed a ton of rebel leaders.
1: Do you find this ironic? He brings up the the religion uh, angle a couple of times in his speech.
0: I, I find that extremely ironic because I either, A, believe that Obama is an atheist or he is a Muslim. I do not believe he is a Christian.
1: So the first part of his speech, he says, "Let's make things clear. ISIL is not Islamic," and right. he actually has it in quotation marks yeah. in his speech. No he goes reason.
0: on, yeah, he goes on to defend it almost like they don't consider them to be Islamic because they are, you know, they are not Islamic. It's like it's almost like a, those of you saying, like, he, on several times he has yeah. defended that religion on several. Yeah,
1: and, th- and then later on in the speech, and I'm going to find it here. You know, he he brings up the the fact about you know Christianity he says the folks he says forth will be continue to provide humanitarian assistance to innocent civilians who have been displaced by this terrorist organization right. this includes sunni and shia yeah. muslims who are at grave risk as well as the tens of thousands of christians and right. other religious minorities see, now, i
0: think that is playing to a certain base that because w- yeah. you're trying because see the, by, when the president of the united states yeah. says that tens of thousands of christians are threatened what that does is it causes a chain reaction throughout the churches that gets all of those people mm-hmm. re- to right. Get
1: them fired up and right. ready to go. Right,
0: exactly. So he's just touching, that's a bullet point that he has to touch on in order yep. to check that box off. Yep. yep. It's callous, but that's how it works. And again, I say this because I do not believe Obama is a Christian.
1: So when he, when the, he, when the dude up there on the podium on his set there, when he says this, quote, my administration has also secured bipartisan support for right. this approach here at home.
0: Well, I mean, that's loose. because the, Yeah, it, because
1: what we've been hearing le- leading up to enough. this not is not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. Not enough. And the other thing, too, I've been hearing, uh, according to my secret sources, is that Congress will not act because of midterm elections right. coming up, and they don't want to have any votes
0: on their record yeah, going into votes. I tell you, if I'm Barry and I'm two years out, I mean, honestly, so, like when everybody's like – when everybody's like, oh, Obama don't care. He's two years left and he's out. No, Ob- he
9: cares. If he, ca- if he
0: if if he he cared, if he cared and cared about his reputation and cared about his legacy, he'd put all this shit on Congress. Yeah. Right? He'd put, dude, you guys authorize it. It ain't my problem. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm just taking out the will of Congress. And then it would be perfect. The fact that he's taking on, this is, I think that's an interesting aspect that we have to think about a little more because he's, he, essentially what he was saying is, I'm going to take executive action. And I'm totally cool with well, Congress agreeing well, with everything I do.
1: Well, he set that up in the speech earlier. He said, you know, I could do it, right. but but I'd rather do it with Congress. But here's the thing. He's
0: already doing it, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not going to do it without – he's going to do it without Congress because Congress has already basically said they don't really want to get involved because
0: well, of the midterms. Let's, I mean, let's stop acting like kids, too. Let's yeah. be real. It, yeah. You are asking – multiple nations to put their armed forces into motion this isn't something that you wait around for some moody congress to pass Obama was just at the NATO summit he was just in the room with the world leaders uh, from the west that are doing this literally sitting next to them of course he's going to get the ball rolling they have to get all their shit rolling they can't wait around for congress to play politics on CNN and Fox News for three weeks they have things they have to do so of course he has to act without them what choice does he have
1: right yeah yeah, absolutely, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, but what choice does he have? The real world semantics just mandate that other. If if America is leading this shit, if America is saying we're going in there, we're doing this, we're the ones that take this burden on. We've got to go in, then we've got to be the ones that say we're doing it on this date. You can count on us to be there. So come join us. We can't say yeah, we're going to be there as soon as uh, we get uh, Congress's approval.
1: I want to ask you a semi personal question, Chris. You've probably had some close friends and family die in your life. I would, I would think maybe a grandparent or a family sure. member. Mm-hmm. Um, how would it make you personally feel if on a yearly basis I constantly brought it up to you and reminded you about that person's death? How would that make you feel? I, I you am talking about 9/11. I'm talking about 9/11 here. He he brings up he says tomorrow marks 13 years since our country was attacked. Next week marks my 6 years since our economy suffered since its worst setback since the Great Depression. So he 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 brings up two full things. He brings up the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got to got to remind everybody it's been 13 years. We're going to you know we got to keep reminding people. We got to keep a I know. making uh, them feel like shit.
0: Am I going to be hearing this until I'm 50?
1: I know. I mean now here's the thing right we hear about Pearl Harbor cuz that was the catalyst yeah. of World War II right okay yeah you know the biggest biggest war that we you know been while, well now you can argue against that of course
0: but I think it's <sighs> it's what's weird to me is I believe
1: am I wrong in saying that we should well hey I respect the memories of the people who died but do we need to always glorify right. every it, single at year? At a certain
0: point it feels like you cross line and it becomes disrespectful to continue to that's, use it as the horse you just keep beating that's to what justify it feels anything. Like to it's me. disingenuous yes. to the memories of the victims. Yeah, and that's what it feels yes. like. Yes, and that is what I believe too. Yeah. That's how I it feels it feels like we have we've well crossed over that threshold. And here's the other thing, Chase, is I I I got to believe, Chase, hello. Hey I, Obama. everybody. <laughs> I got to believe Obama thinks this too. And I think he's up there saying this crap he knows. Up, yeah, no, he knows. Yeah. He knows what he's saying is crap. But and, he, but he has to follow the script. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I, when I watch that man, I, I swear to God, I look at him. That doesn't even look like somebody that believes what he's saying.
1: It's, it's one of those things. And, and uh, someone in the chat room brought it up. I think it was Tom A and J bringing up Ebola. He brings up the Ebola virus. Right.
0: As a once again to show how America— How only America, we're coming in to save the day. Only America has the secret uh, remedy that we didn't tell anybody about until somebody got infected and we flew them here. <laughs> only America. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Speaking of getting fired up and passionate about a topic, you know, we should probably end this thing on a high note.
1: As always. And
0: I have a, a longish clip to play. Okay. Because I was like, I want to play a part of it. And then I listened to the whole speech and I'm like, this is a damn great speech. Uh, and it's uh, it's from uh, Congressman Bluer, I believe is how you Brewer. say his name. He's in Oregon. And he's, he's taking it to the floor and, and arguing why we should legalize cannabis throughout the whole country. Before we play that, though. Yeah. Do you want to touch on something that's just kind of like unbelievable that's going on in our local neck of the woods?
1: Yeah. So one thing you got to realize, you guys, Washington State has been involved in medical marijuana for almost, is it been nearly 20 years? Yeah. I, it's been, it's, a it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Washington's been involved with this. Okay. So a big push on all the radio and TV in the local area has been from a study That was released saying that all the indoor marijuana growing operations springing up in Washington State could put a significant demand on the region's power supply. Now that we've
0: legalized.
1: Now that we've legalized, we got all these growers using all this stuff. Yeah. The Northwest Power and Conversation Council is currently updating its 20-year forecast of regional electricity demand. Uh Uh-oh. And what they're saying is, oh, uh, you know, we got to watch out here because – you know, there's a lot of lights involved in yeah, marijuana growing. A lot of bright lights. You're installing 1,000-watt lights over every two plants and running those lamps 16 to 18 hours a day. No,
0: dude, those are just for my aquarium. Don't, No, bro, don't worry about that. That's right. not... Uh...
1: So, So basically... They're laying this out there now. They're saying that all this marijuana yeah. growing
0: is hurting is, the environment. is,
1: is, is occurring yeah. because. I love it. Yeah. Here's
0: the funny thing about that. But it's uh, always been there.
1: That's the thing. It's always been there. And a lot of these growers, by the way, at least in the central and eastern part of the state, uh, guess what? They're not even using lights. They're actually growing this stuff in yeah. big fenced facilities outside. We've
0: only. Greenhouses. Since, since recreational cannabis has uh, has been legalized, we've only licensed 200 grow shops and like. Four of them are online. Yeah, so it's there has not yet been an increase in the grow operations. They're just running the story to 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 stir up the environmentalist. I guess I don't know.
1: Well, you want to you want to know something even more ironic? There's also not only not only that this internal battle within the state of Washington about marijuana, but I think there's also a battle between Washington and Colorado. Yeah, because uh, Colorado's
0: making some money right now. They're making so much
1: money, in fact. And we're just sitting here like, oh, come on! I want a little bit of money. So much money, in fact, that recreational pot sales have now passed medical marijuana yeah. sales in the state of Colorado. That doesn't
0: surprise me too much. No,
1: uh, the state sold twenty-nine point million dollars in the month of July. Twenty-eight
0: point nine million.
1: So we'll just call it thirty million in the month of July. Yeah, uh, and or, I'm sorry, twenty-nine
0: point seven in yeah. July, and, and then twenty
1: eight point nine for yeah. medical
0: if yeah so they and and it goes on to say too that uh this is like the trajectory is like way up there uh they've reaped more than 37 million dollars in taxes from marijuana But it but stores.
1: it also goes to show that obviously Colorado had their their stuff together I mean they started with the medical stuff as a regulated industry already so for them to implement recreational was a little bit easier for them
0: Yeah 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 um, yeah we've only had I it know. around for 20 years and we still couldn't figure it out Right and, and we're still screwing it up me I mean a, I know it's so ridiculous But
1: and a lot of you guys, I mean, and some of you have written into the show and said, "Well, why do you guys keep running on a high note?" We're, we're what we're trying to do is demonstrate and show the narrative of what's going on because
0: this is probably something that's going to spread everywhere,
1: and and we've already wrote the red book yeah. prediction. I I said it's going to be a gradual right. step down approach from a schedule one, schedule two, and it's going to you know there eventually are, be there okay. There
0: are a couple of things that we do in this show from time to time that it's it's it maybe it's stupid, yeah. But I think like thirty years from now, listening back to this, and I think, God, won't it be interesting? Remember back when cannabis wasn't legal everywhere in the U.S., and that started to happen. Yeah. What the hell went on during then? Right. And you can go back to these episodes, and we'll be able to listen to this. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe that's foolish. Maybe there'll be no way to play an MP3 in 30 years, but I like the idea that at least we'll have it as an option. That's kind of what the Unfiltered show is all about. Yeah. Really.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where... Gosh. it's fascinating it, to watch, it's, right? It's you know, and it's and it's funny when these stories push out and the timing and it everything. Involves, it
0: involves like uh, you know uh, adjusting common conceptions. It involves busting myths. It involves the medical aspect, the recreational. It involves personal freedom, laws, federal, state. It's it's, it's extremely fascinating, yeah. and so that's why uh, when Congressman Bluer from uh, uh, Oregon went on there to the floor of the uh, Congress and just said, "Come on." let's just legalize it. Maybe we have a few other more important things we could be talking about these days. And then that was his cutest... That, that was his... <laughs> but
7: for some reason go. we're seeing Oh Thank you. Thank
0: you. Oh, yo, I had it muted because I still... I, had, I thought maybe there was a possibility that there might be something more from the quote-unquote pundits from Obama. It turns out they didn't really have anything. So I, no. we, we all, we'll just, we'll just kind of bail on that. All right, so here is, uh, here is the, the good congressman taking the floor to uh, fight the good fight.
4: The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Oregon, Mr. Blumenauer, for five minutes. Blumenauer! Thank
3: you, Mr. Speaker. You're There's much that Congress deals with that seems intractable. We struggle with the great issues of war and peace. We view climate change and its devastating impacts and are paralyzed. We look at the still-simmering racial unrest in the painful events of Ferguson, Missouri, and largely are ignoring the underlying issues. But there is one area where government at the state and local level and here in Congress can make things a little easier, a little more sensible. That's dealing with our failed policy of marijuana prohibition. There was a sad article on the front page of the Times yesterday about a call center employee paralyzed since he was 16 years old who was fired from his job because he used medical marijuana in a state where it's legal on his off hours at home at night to control his back spasms. That had nothing to do with his job performance, yet this person was terminated. There's a certain degree of hypocrisy where someone having a glass at wine at home is treated radically differently. <laughs> This is just one small example of a much larger problem. The cost of our failed prohibition causes untold damage to racial minorities, especially African-American young men, who are much more likely to be arrested and jailed, even though they use marijuana no more frequently than young white men, jailed for something most Americans now think should be legal. That hypocrisy was on display with the NFL, who suspended a player for a year for smoking marijuana. But remember, the wife beater was suspended for only two days, two games until an even more graphic video of the beating forced the NFL's hands because of the public outrage. Yet this is the same NFL that encourages, some would say pressures, players to be pumped with shots and pills to dull their pain which often leads to serious consequences for these players later in life, especially prescription drug dependency. Remember, we have an epidemic of prescription drug abuse that kills more people every year than heroin, methamphetamines, and cocaine combined. And of course...
0: We never talk about this. Well, we talk about this, but nobody else talks about this. No. We talk about it because we're funded by you over at patreon.com slash unfiltered. But nobody in the media talks about this.
3: Heroin, methamphetamines. I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to back it up a little bit. A prescription drug abuse that kills more people every year than heroin, methamphetamines and cocaine combined. And of course, no one has ever been killed from a marijuana overdose. We're wasting lives, law enforcement resources and money when we have more important issues to tackle. Preach- I'm pleased that my state of Oregon, which was the first state to decriminalize a small amount of marijuana, now may become the next state to legalize adult use. We've seen significant progress here in Congress to allow the cultivation of industrial hemp, allow Kentucky tobacco farmers and Oregon ranchers to grow hemp for products that are perfectly legal and you can buy in any city in America. We've helped rein in the federal government interference with the 23 states that allow over a million people to use medical marijuana. People like the families that are picking up and moving to states that permit medical marijuana to get the therapeutic use to access to marijuana that can reduce the violent epileptic seizures that torture their children. It's time for us to do a reality check. Let's legalize, regulate, and tax marijuana, and then get onto those bigger problems that need our attention, like war and peace, the consequence of a failure to deal with climate change, and the epidemic of prescription drug abuse that's killing three or four Americans every hour. Hour. Let's get our priorities straight.
1: You know... Morgan yields back. The check- what, what do I always say? On the show, Chris,
0: you often will mention that perhaps someone should show you. Show me the
1: money. And the reason why I say that, and and the reason why he brings up the point about the pharmaceuticals and and those and those drugs, is because of those pharmaceutical lobbies. They put money into politicians. To, they keep marijuana a uh, schedule one. Yep. And, uh, and, and the reason is yep. simple, uh, because they're concerned about their profits. You know, it's one of those things. You know, it's not really conspiracy bacon, but it's always the thing that's always been in the back of my mind is, you know, we have these nasty, nasty diseases. You know, we have cancer and we have AIDS and we have all these things that are really, really bad. And it always makes me wonder
0: why why a system that makes more money on treating the problem than curing the problem would ever actually want to cure the problem because they lose money.
1: Exactly. And I've always I've always, you know, I'm like, no, no, because we're you know, it's kind of like the Star Trek feeling. Right. You know, You want to think that we're trying to do good for people. Um, but it's one of those things where that's, that's the inherent issue. You get the money out of there, out of the, the lobbying groups to try to influence uh, the con- Congress critters, and then you're going to get some action. But right now, that money is thick, and it's going to take a ground roots effort, and we've already seen it in Washington and Colorado, and Oregon it has it on their ballot. I believe a few other states have it on their ballot as well. And eventually, the government will not be able to ignore it, but it's going to take time.
0: I agree. It's unfortunate that it will take so much time because that's one issue. Yeah, amongst hundreds that need to be addressed. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I've said it before, but it's a burden that a generation will bear is righting these wrongs, and uh, maybe more than one generation. But
1: what, it, unfortunately, what it comes down to also is, and I've seen a couple of people in the chat room talking about voting and saying, "Well, I didn't vote. You know, I'm I'm not involved."
0: You think that makes a difference? I hope. I mean, I hope it does.
1: Well, it's it's representative because when you have a a handful of people here that don't vote and a handful of people who don't vote, and then what what, what happens is you get a whole huge number of people.
0: And at the end of the day, I guess the one thing you can conclusively say, not to make this like a rah-rah, go America, but the one thing you can conclusively say is not voting doesn't make a difference. Like Not voting is the like – you can argue doesn't voting make a difference – But you pretty much—it's a given that not voting doesn't make make any difference. Nothing happens. Right, right, right. (laughs) Not
1: not engaging at all. That doesn't fix it either. Not writing uh, your Um, congress or calling them up. And honestly,
0: you know, this is this fundamental question. I mean, the reason why I bring it up—it's something that I struggled with before we started this show—is I thought, you know, as, as we watch this and you you see all of this and you start to think these things, you almost there almost becomes a duty. To to say something or do something, and I thought, well, I can't just vote, so let's do a show where we can talk about this, where we, we can. And maybe, I mean,
1: maybe make a difference.
0: I feel like yeah. I feel like the unfiltered audience watched that video of Obama with a completely different set of uh, then, or, or then filters somebody, removed.
1: That somebody who's not right. part of the show was somebody
0: watching, watching the CNN feed, like watching through a magic bullet's highly Hollywood processed, like idealized version of America. Ra ra ra, go freedom! There's eagles flying everywhere. It's amazing, right? But when you watch it on filter, you see through the crap. And, and yeah. I mean, it's it's one part. It's, it's for me recently, especially with the ISIS stuff, it has been exceptionally hard for me to watch the public kind of buy yet another line. At the same time, I actually do feel like there has been progress in the general awareness and the dialogue and the skepticism. I I feel like the skepticism of what we're being told is at a higher level than we have ever seen. And if nothing else, it feels like the seed of doubt is actually starting to sprout. And. That is extremely encouraging for me. Yeah. So I'm and we watch this ISIS thing. I think the public going into this is going to find this to be a lot of crap and not going to give them the leash they think they're going to get on this. I hope that's true. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Totally. We'll be here on the show to watch how this escalates. Oh, absolutely. We are here at the beginning of this to document where this goes. We'll follow it every single week. We're going to be doing it in supporter show mode for a little while while we make some transitions behind the scenes. But you can still support us by going over to Patreon.com/unfilter. Keep us on the air. You'll become one of our supporters. You'll get exclusive Supporters Sync clips. I encourage you to check out the Overtime folder this week. There's some good stuff in there. A great interview with McCain that I, I really, really recommend you watch. That You'll find that in the Overtime folder for episode 113, as well as clips, art, assets, everything else we did today.
1: Now, if those uh, things don't appeal to you and say, like, you know what, I don't want to be a supporter, but I want to be a part of the conversation, you can go ahead and head over to unfilter.reddit.com. We're Chris. You know, we just surpassed fifteen hundred readers, uh, and That's this a, is where that you can get awesome. one of the top stories that we didn't get to touch on on the show because you know there's some some guy named Obama. Did you know that Switzerland? would host Edward yes Snowden. Oh,
0: I got links to that in the show notes. Yeah. Information about that in the show notes. Yes, I if want to talk about that. If he testifies against the NSA. Which, of course he will. And oh, his, yeah. his lawyers have already checked out and said it looks like a safe deal. I'll so we will and- we will follow that. And if there anything happens, we'll talk about it next week. This is this is our Worldwide Intelligence Network right here on yeah. filter.reddit.com. Yes. Also, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact. Mr. Chase, I know you got a lot going on this week. If people want to follow you, yes. get updates what's going on. Yeah,
1: I, I would say right now, just come on over to my Twitter. Don't even bother the website. It's in recovery mode. But at newness N-U-N-E-S on Twitter. I'm keeping everybody up to date there and engaging in conversations all over the place. right, buddy. And Chris, where about you?
0: Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Go check that out. If you want to watch the episode of the faux show that was banned by YouTube, go to jupiterbroadcasting.com. It's not on YouTube. Oh, gosh. Pull down. Hold down.
1: And uh, late breaking, let's check the straw poll one more time. <laughs> and you could see that right now, Monsanto, just by a slim margin, right. is the greater threat to our country over terrorists, tourists. Tourists uh, with, for, with, yeah. with, with uh, one vote. <laughs> yeah, with one vote.
0: So yeah, well, you can find that poll in the show notes. Go vote. <laughs> let's see, We'll check in next week towards the end of the show and see what yeah. you guys think is a bigger threat to the United States of America. Now, uh, you did say our country. That's sort of uh, going to be... Our country is perhaps interpretable by the audience. That's true. We do mean the United States. We mean We meant R here at Jibu. What is a bigger threat? And I'd be curious to know what the outside audience thinks too outside the U.S. Maybe they think ISIS is a big threat to us. Well,
1: you can apply our country to your country. I guess so. All
0: right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. We'll see you right back here
1: next week. week. You know, Chris,
0: it's nice of President Obama to stop by the show right was in the middle of the nice. show. Huh? It, was,
1: it was it was almost like we planned it that way. almost um, got a member in the jab room. Uncle Dan fee.
0: J.B. Everybody to go boat
1: says, hey, you know, we should have. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, or maybe get it I, together. I think it was, I was Uncle oh, my God. Showing, showing me the money. We need an unfilter on location goal. On the Patreon,
0: I agree, but uh, we've talked about this, and the locations we want to go are like a huge amount of money.
1: Not only that, that
0: because we want to go like outside the U.S. Yeah,
1: and the, and the problem is I don't have enough vacation time. Accrued.
0: Oh shoot, that's right. Okay, well, now we got to figure that out. When does that kick in?
1: Well, no, I I, I crew it as I stay right. at the company. Jeez. But, you know, here's the thing. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash today...
0: Mm, that's true. If we brought up the general funding of the network, we'd be able to afford certain things like that.
1: Well Yeah, you, he would be able to afford, say, bringing on a host. Right. And to, to say, hey, Chase, or uh, anybody else. I, I don't like to inject myself like that because, you know, maybe Chris has someone better in mind. Who knows? Hello, everybody. Like him. <laughs> But I, you know, I could be like Chris the sidekick on on, on uh, Tech Talk today, and then this show, and then who knows, and maybe other shows. I'm just treading
0: water until you show up, Chase. Hey, hey, hey! If 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 people went over
1: to Patreon.com/slash/Today, which by the way, incredible URL. If you go over there and get that goal up, I'm just saying we never know what could happen. But anyway, wait, um, I thought
0: we were supposed to plug unfil- uh, unfiltered. I know,
1: but there, there's you have two different goals in mind. Well, there's
0: two different there's two different, two different things, things, things we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course we have Unfilter, and that's great. But I'm also looking at big picture, too. I want to see JB blow up, man. As in, like, fill this room and fill that room and fill the next room. and Yeah, buddy. And actually, uh, is Rikai upstairs still? Is he, I haven't seen him literally in weeks. Yeah, I, he's uh, still here. Oh, okay, fair
0: enough. He's, just, uh, he's been busy talking to his buddy, Victoria.
4: I'm driving off laughing. This is what oh!
0: i No, Exactly.
4: Damn, she's
0: got a nice ass! Oh, I love it. I just love that. <laughs> Why do I love that so much? Because it's like, not only do we catch him red handed, but there's a great beat to it.
1: You know what? Just, just give these guys some guns. For just God give them sake. some guns,
0: Chase. Just give them some guns. Can I play it one more time and then we'll do titles? Yes. Yeah, Everybody fine. go I'll say. Come on! Oh, yeah! Oh,
4: yeah!
0: No, exactly. I love that guy, that douchebag in the background. No, yeah, totally. Fuck him, yeah. Like what a dick. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, totally.
1: Man, we 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 need some uh, some new titles here. First off, it says it's under tech talk. Well, today. we started early today. I know, but man, we uh, so we
0: could so we could. I mean, but we had to start early to sync up with Barry. We had to do it that.
1: way. I know.
2: Uh, man. The
0: ISIS curtain. That's not. That's
1: not bad.
2: Uh,
0: I think Murphy's just thinking about meat curtains. <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I, I will. I will. Uh, hold, hold hold on, guys. Come on. I, the, the, the there's just. Uh, I,
0: man, would you believe I'm resisting the temptation to play it again? Yes. Why do I like don't, it so don't much? Do it. Why do I like it so much? I love it. I, I it's it's everything I love about it. it's 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 everything. It's everything. All right, jbtowels.com, Go vote.
1: Right. I'm really fighting that. I game. have I have two versions okay. of my suggestion. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm good. The ISIS sales pitch. Oh, he's got a mustache.
0: How about that? <laughs> oh, I
1: love mustache. Right. You know.
0: Oh, I like the ISIS sales pitch a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, what else you got?
1: Or the Obama ISIS sales pitch.
0: Oh, I might like that a little bit more. Yeah. Because then I just put a big old picture of Obama looking like Obama up there. Yeah, being like, hey man, let's go kill some people. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I
1: like both of them. I'll, I'll I'll put them bo- I I I'll put them both in. God,
0: just give him some guns. Gosh. Okay, hey Chase, could you just give him some guns? <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. I put them both in.
0: All right, all right. Uh, you guys go over there.
1: It, it's been stuck. in.
0: Jbtitles.com. Oh man, I found the Obama. Just give him some guns, but it's a six minute clip. Or I'm sorry, the McCain, where he says just give you him know, guns. For
1: gosh sakes, Ch- for gosh sakes, just give should him. Some I, should guns. I try to find? Good morning
6: it? again. Yesterday, pro-Russian militants seized police stations in eastern Ukraine. There yeah, is-
0: man, remember when that was a thing we were talking about all the time?
9: Wait, Ukraine. Is this the tipping point for something here? What's going on here? What What's going on?
3: I think it's a result, uh, very frankly, of our result to enact anything really meaningful or important. As God, he's just
0: kind of been saying the same thing for like two years now.
3: Firmness and strength, including <laughs> beginning, in my view, with giving Ukrainians... Uh, some weapons to yes! defend themselves and some very very severe sanctions this that is may a different cost yeah. our European friends and us something financially just give them some guns For I gotta find sakes. that
0: sakes such a good clip I kind of really that's I think my best clip I've ever lost aww just go okay hey Chase yes Now I wasn't gonna do this but this actually came requested from the chat room I'm
4: driving off laughing this is what I say uh huh yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. We got
1: DJ Chris on the
0: mic. You know exactly. Thank you, Room. I appreciate that. I needed that. All right. So uh, let's see where our titles shake out at. Fuck the EU. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, slow down Mojang. Still coming to number one. <laughs> <Number, laughs> Microcraft mine mineshaft. All right, I got to sort by time. Got to sort by time. Got to sort by time. Uh, selling ISIS. Oh, Jesus. So, right
1: now, the Obama sales pitch and the ISIS sales pitch are both tied at three.
0: <sighs> I think, oh, the Obama ISIS sales pitch is a little long, even though I'd like having Obama in there. Yeah. What about Obama, comma or Obama apostrophe S, Obama's ISIS sales pitch? That works too. Do you like having a apostrophe s in the in a title?
1: I like the Obama because Obama
0: is yeah. isolated. I don't like having a apostrophe I yeah, I don't in either. The,
1: yeah. Shit.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I feel like we're close, though. I feel like if we could have Obama and ISIS and sales pitch in the title, I feel like that'd be a good title. That's, that's essentially what it was. Yeah. it was a sales pitch. Yeah,
1: and 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 we were the customers. By the way, one thought I had about the whole pharmaceutical—this um, is a—I'm gonna—I'm gonna throw down a red book prediction in the post show.
0: Oh, you okay. Also, the Zardox actually asked a good question. Like now, at this point, the reality on the ground being what it is, what would you do about ISIS? Well, we should come back to that. So, what was your red book prediction?
1: My red book prediction is at some point, pharmaceutical company. This isn't concerning marijuana, by the way.
0: Suck our American dick. Submitted by WWNSX. <laughs> Suck it! Here, uh, here comes the American D, everybody!
8: Yeah, America! Um,
1: what's going to happen is the pharmaceutical companies are going to be like, fine, we're going to give in on miracle. Um, uh, we're going to give in on marijuana, right? And they're going to start coming out with yes. marijuana, yes. pharmaceutical hybrids. Yes,
0: exactly. And what they will say is, well, look. We, uh, look, stupid. When you smoke it from a plant, you have no idea the exact quantity you're getting. But
1: we can give you the right. exact, and we can lace it.
0: Medical <laughs> medical professionals need to be able to prescribe the exact quantifiable amount you need to treat your problem. And if you smoke a plant dummy, you won't be able to know exactly the amount you need. So, while we want to insure this for you, in order for us to insure this, we're going to have to make sure it comes from a controlled source, that way we know it's safe, it's measured, and it's tracked from stem to sell, or whatever they say, from seed to sell, or whatever the saying is, right. and then we're going to make sure that it's just this amount of quantity, because it's going to be manufactured, and then we'll sell it for tons and tons and tons and tons of money.
1: Yep. yep. yeah, That works.
0: It's going to be great.
2: I'm loving it. Hello, everybody.
0: All right. So where are we at in titles? Did we get anywhere during that little Oh, so what would you do about ISIS? Well, first
1: off, I wouldn't have uh... Well, you can't
0: say that. I know. Not allowed. I know. You you go you step into the White House tomorrow and you've got to take care of the ISIS situation.
1: That's that's a that's a, a that's a big scope, isn't it? Yeah. It's a big scope. Yeah. Um, cuz we
0: all would say, well, I wouldn't cuz obviously, we wouldn't. A. Right. But You're, now right. you but you don't have that option.
1: Right. Well, I well, you know, here's what would happen, Chris. Day 1, they would sit me down and they go, "Look, Chase, you can't make these decisions." Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see the h- yeah. see the script? Yeah. You have to follow that script. Wouldn't it? How about how
0: about, a, how about a covert operation to go get rid of all their guns, yeah. to remove all of their funding, to pull out the CIA training camps, and then just let them starve?
1: That would work.
0: And then stop well, all of the know, people he, that he, are funding them. He,
1: yeah. He talked about funding. Elicit Elicit how funding.
0: Well, that's... do wh- get th- those people. Yeah, if they're you all, are literally wandering the entire world.
1: All you got to do is turn off their PayPal accounts, yeah. and you're done.
0: You have wiretapped the effing globe. Go find these mothers, shut them down, and, shut shut down the source. And not
1: only I would shut them down yeah. that way, yeah. but I would bring in our our awesome Call of Duty sniper elites. Right.
0: Otherwise, cause otherwise just, how is this not just horde mode? Right. How is it not just going to be horde after horde after horde wave of bad guys yeah. that the same financees and the same backers will just keep radicalizing uh, sending? There's uh, never going to be a limit Chris, of people Chris? fucking and hating America. Chris, I'm
1: getting word that the backers are in the U.S., though. Are they? What do you do uh, then? I,
0: well, I, 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 I-, <acă diminish noises> I
2: hold, uh, hold hold on, guys, come on, uh, the, the, the uh, come the.
1: on, guys. Yeah, yeah uh, bow tie uh, dynamite. Yeah, we actually showed that video last week on What's the show. Uh, the uh, ISIS burning on the marijuana.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, gotta get gotta get the hipsters riled up. Oh my God, <laughs> the <laughs> weed, not the weed. Dude. Obama sells ISIS. That's Alban- that's pretty damn good, right? That's Rekai's. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I Right? That's everything we wanted, right? Yep. Yeah. We didn't know apostrophes in there. Slow down Mojang. Coming at number 10 now. <laughs> Mojang, slow down Mojang. Sell the top. God damn it, you guys. All right. Selling I- US on ISIS. Obama sells ISIS. I think we're going to go that. I think we're going to go that route.
1: How about, uh, is Dubstep Allen in
0: there? Uh, mm. I got to
1: throw a vote in. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't see him in mm. Damn. Sorry. Bom- bom- sorry, Alan.
0: Shoot. All right. We got some good stuff. I, there was one. Oh, hold on. God, how we're running long.
1: That's what she said. Mm, there was one thing I
0: wanted to play in the overtime folder. I just don't Oh yeah. Now, you know what? Uh, it's too much. We're too long. There's a good crosstalk West versus Russia featuring Ray McGovern, the former CIA agent who's been a uh, whistleblower and uh, really talks about how what we're seeing is well, it's just everything we've been talking about in the in in the world power struggles between Russia and the West and 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 you really should watch it if you're a supporter. It's called again. It's the Crosstalk: West versus Russia, featuring Ray McGovern. It'll be in the overtime folder. If you're still listening and you want something great to listen to, go grab the BitTorrent sync key. It'll be in the Patreon post, and uh, and oh. listen to that.
1: By the way, this is an interesting tweet from King Five News here in Seattle. What is the difference between ISIS and ISIL? Really, I just tweeted that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's not just that. Uh, the ISIS is the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. ISIL is Islamic State in Iraq and the Levant. Right. U.S. officials use ISIL instead of ISIS to emphasize groups' goal to expand beyond, uh, well beyond its borders of Syria and Iraq. That's why the president uses ISIL. Right. And, and that's the more you know.
0: And you get better Google results.
1: That's true. ISIS that used to be a payment system. Yeah.
0: And, and also— And it's
1: Archer. Great archers. Oh, I love Archer. Great
0: mallory will be the head of isis forever as far as i'm concerned oh
1: hell yeah and she's actually pretty good at that
0: all right Unfilter i gotta head supporters. to human
1: resources by the way
0: <laughs> thank you very much for supporting us uh keep tuning in we're gonna have some changes to this keys very soon i've been teasing it for a while it's finally gonna happen so uh keep tuned to that and go over to patreon.com slash filter if you're still on the old payment system that's probably the best place to go
8: P- pam pam where are you pam are
0: we doing phrasing now
3: The UN helped glue it, and you know f- the EU.